From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, hello, yes, Mr. Bob Rupp. Thank you very much. It's me. It's Mike Davidson. This is Mike Davidson Lives. Thanks for downloading this latest podcast. Uh, the first one I've done at the age of 43. My birthday was past weekend. Celebrated quietly. Pretty good. Got some well wishes from uh, people on Facebook uh, that I know and don't know. And to everybody that did wish me happy birthday. Thank you very much. Uh, I was asked by a co-worker Friday, because my birthday was Saturday, uh, if I was going to go clubbing this weekend. And I kind of laughed because, uh, you know, 43 married kids, that's out of the question. But even my 20s, I was never much of a clubber, man. I like going someplace quiet to drink, uh, you know, places where you can, you know, hear conversation across the table from you. But uh, didn't uh, didn't do anything too outrageous. Uh, you know, went out with my wife to get our, a couple's massage. Same place I went to a couple weeks back. And uh, she drove there and drove back because I was just out of it. Uh, they do good work where we went. Um, then my wife made me pizza. We had uh, peanut butter, chocolate, ice cream cake, Reese's Cup ice cream cake, which was awesome. And I got to watch The Dark Knight. And, of course, my kids, uh, you know, they all wished me happy birthday in their own way. In fact, that was the first thing Lana said to me when she saw me. She came up, hugged me, and said, happy birthday, Dad. And uh, I was that was pretty that was pretty special. But uh, I got to watch my favorite comic book movie of all time yesterday, The Dark Knight. Uh, saw that in theater twice back in 2008. Just uh, phenomenal work from Christopher Nolan. But it struck me as I was watching that. It's a movie which features five actors, among them six Oscars. Michael Caine's got two, I think, uh, for what? Hannah and Her Sisters, Cider House Rules. Uh, Morgan Freeman's got one for Million Dollar Baby. I thought he had another one, but apparently he's only won that one. Uh, Heath Ledger, of course, uh, even in death, won uh, for that movie, Dark Knight. His portrayal of of the Joker is phenomenal. And then you have um, <clears throat> Christian Bale going on to win uh, for American Hustle, and uh, and Gary Oldman finally winning one as Winston Churchill. But it, it dawned on me. Uh, actually, this dawned on me a couple days before I watched the movie because I was thinking about how, you know, whenever somebody tries to impersonate an actor, everybody's got a Christopher Walken impersonation. Or they can do a Marlon Brando or Jimmy Stewart, you know, or you know, an actor with a very distinct voice. And I think I was thinking this the other day because of uh, the Fifth Element. You know, Gary Oldman is British, but he's playing the Southern arms dealer. And, and it occurred to me, I don't think anybody knows what Gary Oldman actually sounds like or looks like half the time. You can't really do an impersonation of Gary Oldman. You can impersonate one of his characters. But the guy is such a chameleon. It's like you don't even know who he really is. He's that damn good. Uh, it kind of blows me away when I think about that. But uh, again, watch The Dark Knight. Really enjoyed that movie. Uh, by the way, one of which Jay Leno a speedy recovery. As you know, he, uh, he weeks ago burned himself in his garage. Had to go to the hospital. Then he was uh, out riding his motorcycle. Got clotheslined and broke a couple of bones, so he's out recovering. He's doing his best Jeremy Renner impersonation, apparently. Uh, yeah, and Jay, uh, 
just take it easy, dude. Uh, you know, just kick back, relax, read a book, avoid paper cuts if you can, because you don't need any more injuries if you can help it. But uh, yeah, that's what he's going uh, going through. Uh, and and uh, a couple of RIPs, unfortunately. One, Annie Wershing, actress, uh, died earlier this weekend, age 45. She's not really a name actress, but she's one of those, yeah, I know her from this show, and she's been in a bunch of television shows, including some Star Trek things, but I remember her as uh, Renee Walker from 24, um, one of my favorite shows. She was in a couple of seasons of that, and uh, kind of sucks to lose a, a talented actress like that. And Billy Packer passed on at the age of 82, of course, getting some tributes uh, throughout the afternoon, college basketball and pro football. Um, just uh, I. I can't find this video. I remember this being a real sports with Bryant Gubble on HBO thing. And God help me, I watched an episode of real sports with Bryant Gumble on HBO once. But uh, the, somebody said he was like a, if I remember the segment correctly, he was a pet psychic. Like he could read pets' minds or something. I don't know. Somebody, if you can find it, send me a link to it because I want to talk more about that. I mean, we all know that he called college ball for the longest time, but you know that the pet psychic thing's a little interesting to me. All right, so the Super Bowl set. Um, Philadelphia Eagles won. They uh, they are the NFC representatives. They beat the San Francisco 49ers pretty handily because 49ers were running out of quarterbacks. Um, and, you know, Purdy, Brock Purdy got knocked out early with an elbow injury. Then his backup got knocked out with a, a possible concussion, so Purdy had to come back in. And I guess his elbow was really bothering him because I think he only threw the ball like three or four more times throughout the game. They were doing a lot of running plays, and it just wasn't really working out. Um, but he got a little heated toward the end, but the Eagles uh, held on there. They won. They're going to try to win their second title against a team that's going for their third-ever title, that being the Kansas City Chiefs. They survived against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Pretty thrilling contest once again, 23-20. Um, it was tied in the last minute. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is running out of bounds and gets hit as he's out of bounds, a roughing the passer, unnecessary roughness penalty with just seconds remaining, and the Chiefs were able to kick that game-winning field goal. Brutal stuff, man. It's kind of a bizarre game because they had the, the phantom phantom down i want to read more about that but i was watching that game i was like what the hell is going on um but you know regardless you know i look at um patrick mahomes great quarterback i look at joe burrow great quarterback ice in his veins uh he played a pretty phenomenal game uh i would i would love to have either one of those guys on the colts never going to happen but i really would because they they compete. They they're winners. They're young. They've got they've got talent. Maybe maybe that should be something that the, my team looks into. But uh, uh, Chiefs and Eagles going at it. Uh, this is kind of a bizarre story. Empire State Building in New York City uh, lit up their building green as a hat tip to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, uh, I, I, the only reason I can think of that being even possible in that city is if the uh, the people running the Empire State Building are Jets fans and they're just trying to shine on Giants fans here because uh, NFC East teams hate each other so much, hate each other so much, and uh, a lot of people are criticizing this decision. Uh, by the way, the uh, president of Barstool Sports, Dave, uh, I, I can never say his last name right, 
uh, he, he wants to knock down the Empire State Building because of this. And I'm just thinking, okay, Bin Laden, you have at it. Jesus. Get, talk about saying the wrong thing about a city, right? All right. Uh, so, yeah, you're watch, I'm watching the championship or the conference championships, and you get these um, teaser commercials and everything. And, you know, hey, we're going to be showing this commercial coming up February 20, uh, Yeah, February 12th. That's when the Super Bowl is. And um, I, I, before those games, though, I, Friday I saw the teaser trailer for uh, the uh, new snack food Pepsi's are releasing with uh, the Breaking Bad theme. Brian Cranston and uh, Aaron Paul, directed by um, Vince Gilligan, by the way. And not as cringy as I thought it was going to be. Maybe it's because Vince Gilligan's involved and he knows how these characters talk. I mean, it's kind of a sellout move to have your characters uh, of a beloved show like that uh you know, shelf or snack foods, but it, it could have been a lot worse, a lot worse. So I wasn't cringing about that. Not as bad as say the Paul Giamatti Sprint commercials or not Sprint Verizon commercials. That's how effective they are. I'm getting the phone commercials, uh, the phone companies confused. But and I've been seeing more and more of this on the internet. More people are pretty much like me. They're like, how in the hell does a guy that knocked it out of the park as John Adams? Sucks so bad as Ebenezer Scrooge and um, Albert Einstein. And granted, you're not going to get an award for acting in Verizon commercials, but why is he doing it? Of course, money, but seriously, why is he doing it? It's it's a little disappointing, um, and we can blame Hollywood a little bit for this. All right, so uh, I, I saw this story, you know, kind of keeping in the football thing. Uh, you know, Georgia, the Bulldogs, back-to-back college championships, two years running, that's a hell of a thing. Stetson Bennett, the, uh, the quarterback, uh, you know, big, big part of that uh, reason why they're champions. Uh, but he's he's going to have a hard enough time breaking into the league because he is 25 years old, and you got guys younger than him competing for the Super Bowl. I, I think uh, both. Well, I mean, Joe Burrow was competing earlier tonight, and he's younger than the dude. Uh, but I think Jalen Hurts is younger than him, and he's competing for a Super Bowl. But you know, here he is. He's 25, uh, only 190 pounds, only five foot eleven. You know, he's got some stuff going against him. Uh, you know, because if, if you're drafting a quarterback, you want as much longevity from him as possible. And if this guy's already missing a few years, it's uh, you know you're you're not going to take him right away. But he, he decides to go out to uh, the Fort Worth, Dallas area to train for whatever reason this week. And I think uh, earlier, what was this? Was this Friday night? No, I think it was it was last night. Uh, he gets arrested for public intoxication because he's banging on the door uh, somewhere. And uh, the cops pick him up, throw him in the drunk tank. And there he is. He's a, he's a story in national news. Everybody's laughing about it. And it's like, dude, you're, you're setting yourself back even further. I mean, 25 is still young, but, you know, this is also, you should know better by this time. Like, you're older than most call, most pro players. Uh, maybe not do that. Uh, and, and, and it's going to set him back a little bit. But, uh, I don't know. If, if, if I had the chance to make as much money as possible, and I know I'm being held back um, for, uh, for whatever reason uh, due to... Uh, some uh, prejudices I would be doing all I could to avoid any pitfalls but he's not doing himself any favors 
But, you know, I say this and watch the Colts draft him first pick uh, in the draft. So, all right. So, um, yeah, going from football to basketball, this is um, like a couple of basketball stories here. Um, you got to be in pretty good shape to play basketball. You're running up and down the court, um, you know, for a couple hours every night, jumping and, uh, you know, fighting for the ball and doing all you can to win. It's, it's a very physical game. And uh, Brevin Galloway of Clemson, you know, he, he understands this. Uh, he, you know, he's trying to stay in shape. He hits the weight room earlier this week. And uh, after lifting, he goes to bed, takes a nap, and he wakes up to horror. And he posts this horror on one of his social media accounts uh, post-surgery. What happened was he woke up and, quote, my balls and nutsack were exploded, end quote. I guess when he woke up, he discovered that uh, whatever he did in the weight room caused his testicles to swell enormously and, of course, be painful and scare the crap out of him. So he goes to the, uh, to the doctor, the hospital, they do surgery, and they were able to save his boys, get the swelling down. So they didn't actually explode, explode, they just blew up. But yeah, his his uh, balls and nutsack were exploded, and I'm sure with with that post, there's a an athletic director in Clemson right now doing a face bomb. Good lord, uh, yeah, you're you're going there to better yourself education wise, right? Now, I mean, as a dad, I probably have a testicular trauma like two or three times a week. I, and you know you got a I got a boy who's going to be two years old that still needs to be potty trained, so he's wearing the diapers. They got to be changed. And anytime I pick him up and he's you know kicking against the world, uh, sometimes he kicks against things, and it hurts like hell. I've never had my testicles uh, explode like he's uh, like he's describing, but it's not really selling me on the weight room. Uh, if anything, uh, if anything. It's selling me on to avoid exercise. But I, I brought this story up to my wife. She goes, you realize that two of the uh, testicular traumas that hurt you the most happened while you were on a recliner. And one of them was when I took a box set of Breaking Bad to the balls. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was an accident. But, good Lord, that sucked. Uh, so, Brevin Galloway's on the mend. Um, you remember what we were talking about with Shannon Sharp. And uh, you know his Shannon Sharp privilege, where he can act like an asshole on the side of the, of the court side and not get thrown out of a game. Like he might be um, brought away from court side for just a little bit to kind of calm down, but you know because he's uh, you know a former Super Bowl champ, a Hall of Famer, you know with LeBron James, he can watch the rest of the game. Whereas you and me would be ejected. That cred does not go over to. Uh, you know, Mr. Big Shot Rob, Rob Robert Horry, uh, formerly of uh, the Houston Rockets, formerly of the Los Angeles Lakers, and formerly of the San Antonio Spurs. He was ejected from, I think, his son's high school game because he started saying that the uh, ref said, he, he was saying to the ref, you suck, you suck, you suck. And it got to be a little loud, and the ref's like, okay, you're gone. And, uh, of course, made its way onto TMZ Sports. And uh, I, I find it amusing. Uh, because, because <laughs> you know, you, when you're a ref, you, you do, 
it were an umpire and you're working AAU games or Pop Warner or Little League or high school sports, the last thing you want to deal with is an a-hole parent. And Robert Ory was being the a-hole parent. Uh, so if if Shannon Sharp was at this game, Shannon Sharp would get ejected. And uh, but but they're talking about how some of this might be racist with Robert Ory. I don't think it was racist. I think he was just being a jerk, and they threw him out. Whereas you know Shannon Sharp was acting like a jerk, and he got to hang out uh, courtside because he and LeBron are tight. The thing is, what Robert Ory needs to do is become friends with LeBron James, and then he can taunt whoever he wants at any game, anywhere. That's what that's what he needs to do. All right, so. Uh, one thing I have not been, there's been a lot of things I've been talking about, but uh, Ron Jeremy, uh, he's uh, gone to trial for rape and sexual assault and all that stuff. And it's come out that he may not be uh, mentally fit to stand trial. And a little more credence has been given to this by um, uh, my friends and colleagues and, uh, and everything. And Heidi Fleiss, remember her, uh, the, the Hollywood madam, Hanging out with Charlie Sheen back in the day. I know that's uh, pretty shocking. Um, uh, she's uh, lent some credence to this by saying that Ron Jeremy is mentally ill. And, like, he is uh, suffering from dementia, I guess. He's at a mental hospital right now, and he thinks that the actual nurses on staff are naughty nurses that he's filming with. And she made mention of... Um, of, uh, of a party out at the Bunny Ranch years back in Las Vegas uh, where he didn't know basically where he was. He didn't know who he was hanging out with. His speech was impaired and slow. And uh, so it looks like he's probably just going to spend the rest of his days in a mental hospital. And it's kind of a sad end to a guy who's a legend in that particular thing. But... Uh, there, there. It's a very rough lifestyle. Adult filmmaking, um, as is pro wrestling. I guess you know, being a rock star most definitely could be rough and whatnot. But you don't hear about a lot of happy endings with adult film stars. It seems like their lives usually get better when they leave that lifestyle behind. Um, and Ron Jeremy. Uh, basically became kind of the the everyman face of that industry and a lot of people loved him and all that stuff but you know he, he was a partier and uh you know go out and you make the appearances and it just wore on him for for whatever reason and so i don't know uh if um what he's alleged to be doing he did but it's obvious that he's not uh, on the same plane of existence as the rest of us, and it does not look like a great end to his life there. I mean, just to, to spend the rest of your days in a mental hospital and to think what he's thinking right now. I mean, he, he's not even 70 yet. Usually, uh, usually you get north of 70, and that stuff is a little more prevalent with uh, with people. Oh, man. Now, uh, going from a guy in a mental hospital who's uh, looking like he's at seeing a tragic result, uh, Sam Bakeman-Fried is a spoiled little douchebag, as you may know. Uh, he's on uh, house arrest after making uh, bail, and he just says, you know, be on house arrest in a mansion, and uh, just 
it amazes me how many people of the media try to give this guy treat this guy with like kid gloves because to me he's no different than a Bernie Madoff or anybody else like a Billy McFarland type. Um, by the way, I saw that Billy McFarland might have a consulting business up and running. Yeah, I want to take advice from that dumbass. Um, but Sam and Brakeman Freed uh, apparently was telling people that when he was in jail down in um, and uh, was it Jamaica or the Bahamas? It was, it was one of those places. I'm sorry, a little tired here. But um, uh, he said it was like Shawshank Redemption. And that uh, he had to share a cell with five or six other guys and use his coat as a as a pillow. Had to give people money. And he was so upset that uh, they did not have internet in his, in his cell. So he had to rely on the newspaper to keep updated on news. Yeah, because that's what you deserve. Um, internet access um, for whatever reason. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, when I'm reading this, how is this guy a victim? I mean, seriously, he's not a victim. If anything, the people that trusted him are victims. But, but woe is him. He didn't have access to the internet. Yeah. So what, to, to hear all, uh, read all those sympathetic posts uh, from the New York Times or something? Come on, man. Uh so he's uh, he's still waiting on uh, in his mansion for a trial that's starting in October, and I'm not sure why it's not starting sooner. Um, and you know, there's still kind of the ongoing question of why his parents were getting houses on funds from the company. But whatever, he was suffering in prison. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. So uh, speaking of internet, as you know, TikTok is a place where. You know, kids do dumb challenges every week. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to see the uh, uh, dive to prove the Titanic is fake challenge or not on TikTok. But there is a viral video of a, of a young lady saying that the Titanic is not really the Titanic. It was a ship that looked like the Titanic that needed repair. So instead of trying to fix and build this ship, they decided to sink it. And for whatever reason, kill a bunch of people on board. I don't follow this whatsoever. And they, she doesn't even uh, describe what happened to the actual Titanic. Like, did they mothball this giant new ship that they were, you know, bragging about as the bee's knees back in the 19-teens there or what? But uh, this video has gone viral and people have bought into it. And, of course, now hundreds of thousands of people are going to die because they're going to try to dive down into the ocean to prove that the Titanic is fake. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But, I mean, it's... Uh, the only reason I know this is stupid is because um, I have a brain and eyes and ears and I can research this stuff. And I'm kind of skeptical anyway. Uh, so, there's that. And this is probably the least threatening thing on TikTok. For all the people that get upset about false information and conspiracy theories... Just think for a minute, uh, how many people going to the emergency room uh, are going to be because of this? I'm thinking a grand whopping total of zero. But, uh, you know, stuff this in your anus or nose challenge, whatever's going on in on TikTok, that will be that will be what does it in. So I'm, I'm a little more afraid of the tomorrow's youth when they start doing that. 
Whereas this, you know, you just kind of chuckle and go, whatever. But, I mean, would it, if it was true, it would explain why Leo DiCaprio wasn't found in the wreckage of the Titanic or whatever the hell. Uh, Leo's got his Oscar. He's doing okay for himself. I think he's alive. Uh, Andrea Riseborough. Don't know her. Do you? Uh, she's an actress. Uh, she starred in a little thing called To Leslie. It is an independent film. Uh, that was released this past year, and it, uh, in box office, made a whopping $30,000, which is nothing, like virtually nothing. Uh, but uh, this this movie, this actress, has caused a bit of controversy because, oh no, she's been nominated for Best Actress in the Oscars this year. And I don't know if it's a good performance or not because I haven't seen it, but uh, it, it's so much of like controversy that the folks at the Oscars are uh, investigating how in the hell this could happen. They're wondering if maybe there was a viral campaign with videos that may have swayed voters to to put uh, Andrea in the running. You know, they, they nominate five actresses for Best Actress. And I think a lot of the pushback has been, well, you know, all these actresses are white. And, you know, you had... Uh, Viola Davis in uh, The Woman King, and then there you, the lead actress, her name's escaping me at the moment, in uh, the movie about Emmett Till, they were not nominated for anything. So now they're investigating uh, Andrea Riseborough. Um, so it's Riseborough Gate, I guess. And you have actresses like uh, Patricia Arquette and uh, I think Christina Ricci uh, actually defending her, saying, hey, this is not fair. And, you know, it isn't fair. I mean, they're they're... The, the Oscars are so woke or not woke, because I guess they nominated a bunch of white women, but, uh, you know, now they're getting worried because now you have all this pressure from people to investigate this actress from this small film, which is funny. I mean, you have four other films that are a little more well-known among uh, critical circles. Maybe, maybe you saw a film that's nominated this year. I don't know. Um... But they're they're investigating the underdog. They're investigating the actress in the smaller film. And here, you know, we are told for years that the Oscars celebrates the arts. And they're investigating her for having the temerity to be nominated for an award. Oh, no. Um, and this will affect nobody. Nobody. Um, well, I, I take that back. I'm sure now that this movie has been nominated, they'll actually make a little more bank they'll make a little more than $30,000. But it's it's a kind of amazing thing that she gets nominated, and it's the small film that's the problem in uh, forward-thinking Hollywood. Okay, good job, guys. You, you keep doing what you're doing, and uh, that'll pack in the theaters for sure. Okay, uh, speaking of theaters, wrapping it up real quick with this one because I uh, it makes me cringe thinking about uh, this Friday, 80 for Brady opens. Just before the Super Bowl, everybody. Uh, and it stars uh, Sally Field, Jane Fonda, who everybody loves, of course, <laughs> uh, Lily Tomlin and uh, Rita Marino, and they're a bunch of ladies in their 80s, see? And they're going to the Super Bowl to see Tom Brady, who produced the movie. So this is a big vanity project for him, and Ron Gronkowski is in it because, uh, well, they found somebody to feed him his lines. I don't think he knows how to read. Uh, but this is basically uh, a reboot of the Golden Girls with football in it. And who in the hell is this movie for? Um, I just want to co uh, congratulate James Cameron in advance because it looks like he will 
win out again next weekend with uh, Avatar. I don't think anybody's really going to do anything until the, uh, the the new Marvel movie, the new Ant-Man movie opens. But by then, I think there'll be Avatar fatigue. But 80 for Brady, I it just seems so cringy. Like, I can see this doing well in the Boston area. Maybe a few blue hairs down in Tampa catch it. And maybe some people up in Michigan around the San Fran area where, you know, he's... Uh, had a history. Maybe maybe they will check it out, but the rest of us are just kind of eye-rolling it because it looks like a cringe movie. It really feels like a cringe movie. Um, and I, I can't say this is the worst comedy ever made because I have no intention of seeing it, and I'm pretty sure if I did see it, there have been worse movies. But it just it seems like it's just something to, to make Tom Brady look good. And... I don't know, man. I, I, I just think that the one time this guy was married to a hot supermodel, and now he's got uh, this movie coming out with a bunch of old biddies. I don't know who cares. All right, uh, yeah. So avoid that movie. Um, and until next time, stay fresh. You've been listening to Mike Davidson live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Lives.